just settling in here. Hope everybody's having a good day or night, wherever it is you are. <clears throat> Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the School of Wellness, around the wellness campfire. My initial intention was um, to uh, have a, a space where we can all just kind of chat about um, what we think is making us happy and well talk about different issues in, related, in relation to health and, uh, and wellness. So I figured this is something of a, of a campfire. There's up to 10 call-ins that could be literally talking. It looks like maybe it's eight now. Sorry, maybe I, uh, maybe it's always been eight. <laughs> anyway, it looks like there's uh, up to eight call-ins, uh, potential slots for people to call in and and chat around the fire while others could essentially be listening. So I thought it'd be a good forum or a good kind of uh, analogy, uh, a campfire. So the topic of the night is uh, what does the immune system do? To answer that question, I mean, there's a lot that it does. Um, it's a very, very, very complex and miraculous system. And uh, in many ways, uh, it's still not fully understood. But let me see if I can grab you guys a traditional definition of the immune system. Give me a second. <clears throat> okay, this is a definition from uh, of the immune system by Johns Hopkins. Uh, the immune system protects your child's body from outside invaders such as bacteria, viruses, fungi, and toxins. Chemicals, chemicals produced by microbes. It is made up of different organs, cells, and proteins that work together. There are two main parts of the immune system, the innate immune system, which you are born, born with, and the adaptive immune system. It doesn't say that in this little blurb um, on Google, but let me see if I click through. There's probably a whole article about it.
Yeah, there are two main parts of the immune system, the innate immune system, which you are born with, then the adaptive immune system, which you develop when your body is exposed to microbes or um, chemicals released by microbes. These two immune systems work together. Um, let's see. We go into some of this. The innate immune system. This is your child's rapid response system. I guess this is talking about a child, but this could be for an adult as well. Uh, the innate immune system, it says, this is your child's rapid response system. It patrols your child's body and is the first to respond when it finds an invader. The innate immune system is inherited and is active from the moment your child is born. When this system recognizes an invader, it goes into action immediately. The cells of the immune system surround and engulf the invader. The invader is killed inside the immune system cells. These cells are called phagocytes. The acquired immune system, which I believe they're talking about the adaptive immune system here. Um, the acquired immune system will help from, uh, let's see, will help from the innate system produces, no, with the acquired immune system with help from the innate system produces cells or antibodies to protect your body from a specific invader. Um, these antibodies are developed by cells called B lymphocytes after the body has been exposed to the invader. The antibodies stay in your child's body. It can take several days for antibodies to develop, but after the first exposure, the immune system will recognize the invader and defend against it. The acquired immune system, acquired or adaptive immune system, uh, changes throughout your child's life. Immunizations train your child's immune system to make antibodies to protect him or her from harmful diseases. The cells of both parts of the immune system are made in various organs of the body, including adenoids, bone marrow, lymph nodes, lymphatic vessels, payers patches, spleen, thymus, tonsils. Um, so I could go in more into this, but let me just check the cast. So yeah, this is a fairly complicated system. It's designed to do a shotgun effect because initially it doesn't know what a new invading pathogen is. So it has to surround it and stop it from going to the rest of the body or from metastasizing, however you want to call that. So the innate immune system jumps in, like initially sees of something that is foreign. It knows what is normal for your body. And anything outside of norm or something that could essentially kill the host, you, uh, it traps. It like basically the innate immune system puts a trap over it. So it can't go, can't go anywhere, can't go any further. Um, it's still alive, essentially. Um, uh, from what I can tell, it does destroy it. Um, 
but it has to learn from it. And that's where the adaptive immune system comes in and uh, tags that pathogen and says, okay, this is good or bad. Um, and that's where the, the adaptive immune system is where the memory comes from. The um, immune memory, essentially. So that if this pathogen were to come into your body system again in the future, theoretically, it knows what to do about it. And it doesn't have to have the, see the innate immune system is like an inflammatory response. It, 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 it's like the swelling when you get a bee bite or something or, or a, a tick or a, a bee sting or whatever. It's the swelling that happens to stop the toxins from, from getting in to the other tissues and cells uh, into the bloodstream and stuff uh, in, uh, to affect the rest of your body. So <clears throat> it's that. And uh, it's important because if we didn't have an innate immune system, we wouldn't, I don't know, it would be a little bit, a lot more difficult <laughs> because that whatever toxin that, or pathogen that gets into your system could potentially destroy the host before the adaptive immune system figures it out and understands what the hell is this, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, like the internal inside version of a pandemic it goes from from nothing to just to spread across the whole world but instead it's the inside of your body so that's that's why the innate immune system is so essential especially when you're a baby and you you haven't had exposure to that many um uh pathogens in your life <clears throat> so really great system it's essentially keeping us alive 24-7, 365, without us really even thinking about it, which is pretty, pretty effing amazing. Incredibly amazing. Because we're, we're exposed to, from what I'm, I've read, it's in the millions to billions of viruses um, that we're exposed to on, a, I believe it's, it was a daily basis. It's, it's a, a, an astronomical number. Uh, apparently like within, with a, with, within like a liter of water or something, there's something like a hundred million pathogens or viruses and bacteria. Uh, and that's, that's not something that the, we traditionally think about because it's so it's all on a microscopic level. Uh, we don't worry about it. We don't think about it. It's happening. Our skin is fighting um, things on the surface. The inside of our body is is at war with multiple malicious pathogens at the same time. And uh, to to be able to cope with like I don't know some new thing that you ate. It could be like a, <clears throat> a foodborne poison, <clears throat> food poisoning of some sort. Uh, your your body's got to like deal with all this stuff, you know. And it's and it's your immune system's main goal, primary purpose is to keep you alive. When things come through your mouth or or 
food or drink that comes through your mouth that isn't, <clears throat> I would say, like homeostasis inducing, <clears throat> and it creates kind of an imbalance in the body. It's toxic or whatever it might be to the body. The, the body gets inflamed. They always say, oh, well, you need to reduce your inflammation, you know, and well, certain foods actually cause inflammation. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I've got rheumatoid arthritis or something like apparently that's inflation, uh, inflammation. So it's like, hello, well, what's causing the rheumatoid arthritis? I don't know. So, um, yeah, it really comes down to doing what we need to do for the immune system so that it can keep us well. And uh, if we feed, if we feed it, so to speak, you know, crappy food and uh, we make crappy choices, like we don't move the body because uh, when we don't move the body, we don't, you know, activate the lymphatic system, which is an actual drainage system for toxins in the body. Um, the body doesn't rid itself of like trash, um, by itself. There's no like pump for that. <clears throat> so the main pump is when you move the lymphatics uh, and the lymph nodes around your body actually collect that and, uh, from movement and get it into your bloodstream. And then eventually it, uh, goes through your liver probably and I'm pretty sure exact that's how it goes down and then it goes out your body you know you pee it out or you poop it out so in two ways there's one way in and two ways out <laughs> but anyway the point is is that if you don't move you know you're not getting rid of those toxins uh, that your body's trying to get rid of that it wants to get rid of so if you don't get rid of it it's like a it's like a form of sepsis it stays in your body uh, and it, it it makes your body more acidic, which is unhealthy, and uh, creates uh, a, uh, what shall I say, like a, a stew or a, a swamp, a swampiness for pathogens to um, proliferate in, you know, they like, they like feeding on um, crap. <laughs> Uh, they don't, they don't do too well with, uh, nourishing foods because the nourishing foods, uh, empower the immune cells to fend off the bad guys. <laughs> so the nourishing food is what helps the, uh, immune cells win and not fail. But, um, yeah, so... As far as what we can do, um, I think a lot of to, – to strengthen our immune system, it, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's just my immune system. It does its thing, you know. And they're not thinking too much that there's a connection between their health and their immune system. Like, they're not thinking, oh, if I have a healthier body and I generally eat nourishing food – you know, that has, um, 
this nutrient dense food that doesn't have like nothing like like for instance like iceberg lettuce lettuce has almost no nutrients especially in relate in relation to romaine lettuce or spinach or kale you know just it pales in comparison so um yeah just uh it really just comes down to kind of paying attention to what goes into your body and uh, the choices you make that could affect your well-being, such as um, getting enough sleep. You know, a lot of us uh, are overworked and stressed, and sometimes it affects, well, oftentimes it affects our sleep. Or we just don't choose to give ourselves enough time to sleep <laughs> you know we feel like oh five hours is enough well five hours isn't really enough you know i mean maybe it would be enough if you were doing everything else right you know then five hours might be enough but if you weren't doing everything else right then five hours probably won't be enough you'll probably need seven or eight um i get about about seven hours of sleep a night and, uh, I mean, that's just one thing. I mean, if you uh, get an example of something, another thing that's super essential. What's up, Sam? Another thing that's super essential is water. I mean, this is something that even recently I wasn't really, really considering. But just just water, just having a sufficient amount of water um, so that your pee, the way you know, is your pee would be a kind of a light, yellow to clear color not a dark color not a dark yellow or orange heaven forbid you got like an orange colored pea i mean that's dehydration at its at its finest and you know without water so much of the the cellular functions in the body can't work properly without enough water and so things fail Another thing that will fail, um, another thing that would cause cells to fail and not work properly, especially your immune cells that you want fighting for you, is uh, a sufficient supply of oxygen. You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, we breathe. Um, oh, you should, you know, there's proper breathing. Well, I just breathe. You know, I'm just, it's automatic. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about breathing. And I get that. You know, a lot of people be like, I... I'm not going to worry about my breathing because, well, I don't have to think about that. And that's fine. But if you, if you knew that your stressful, anxious thinking has a, had a direct effect on the depth of your breathing, the slowness of your breathing, um, or the rapidness of your breathing, <clears throat> you would know that it would affect your body's ability to actually deliver a sufficient amount, a needed, a necessary amount of oxygen to every cell, tissue, organ in your body. So if you knew that your improper breathing, your stressed out, um, anxious breathing was affecting your oxygen uptake and that that oxygen uptake was one of the primary sources of energy for 
for every cell in your body, you might think, okay, maybe I need to fix my breathing. So um, that's something that I could help you guys with if you needed more. I'm going to try to give you a little bit about it here um, on this podcast. And if anybody else knows about this stuff, feel free to chime in or call in or whatever. Be happy to talk about about it. Um, but yeah, just simply oxygen. I mean, sufficient amount of. I mean, like this really doesn't have to be that all that complicated. It really doesn't. I was thinking about it earlier this evening. I'm like, you know. Taking care of your immune system really isn't as complicated as we think. I mean, if you narrowed it down to five things, I think it's just four or five. Anyway, about four or five things you're looking at. uh, Proper amount of sleep, about seven hours a day, a night. Um, Drinking enough water so that your pee is as clear as possible. Um, Light yellow, but as clear as possible. Um, Sleep, water, sufficient supply of oxygen from proper breathing. Um, Vitamin D from the sun, actually getting out in the sun for it. About 10 minutes a day, up to maybe 30 minutes a day, depending on the time of the year and where you are in the world. Um, turns out that that a lo- the majority, from what I was reading, the majority of the people who were were had the the um, the critical symptoms of COVID-19 uh, were uh, vitamin D deficient, meaning they they were either bedridden or they didn't get out much. They didn't, you know, go for walks or whatever. And so that was hampering their immune system's ability to keep them well. And, uh, will be another one, um, like as a, as a core. Um, I mean, laughter Ironically, laughter and just joy, uh, relaxation, you know, stress-free activities or, or stress-reducing activities can have a huge effect on your body's ability to heal. Because when you, well, I mean, it, and it directly affects your, your breathing and since your primary source of energy is oxygen. You know, they say you can go without without food for um, a week or so, depending on how much weight you got on you. You can go without food without with, for about a week or so. You can go without water for a couple of days, about a couple of days, but you can't go without air for more than about four to five minutes before you become like brain dead and, and a lot of other body functions start to shut down. So um, pretty essential, um, the oxygen and water. Ironically, water is hugely essential. If, if you were to take anyone who is significantly unhealthy right now 
and you were just to have them focus on those five things, um, you'd have a game-changing solution if they were willing to change. And that's that almost should be part of the list is, is you know, learning to change a ha- your habits. Because you can have all the solutions on the table in front of you, but if you don't change your habits, you're, you're kind of uh, shooting yourself in the foot because you're not going to get there, you know. But the good thing is, is that if you look, if you look at those five things, I mean, how hard is it really to drink enough fluids? I mean, even if you just drink water, I mean, most of us have enough access to water that we should be fine, right? With that, um, sleep, getting enough sleep. I mean, come on. I don't know if there's any excuse for not getting enough sleep. Even if you take naps in the afternoon, let's say you can't get full five hours of sleep in the evening. Well, you could take a damn nap in the afternoon or something, you know, um, if that it was practical enough, you know, you could get your sleep in, but, uh, Oh, proper breathing. I mean, come on, how hard, how hard would it, how hard can it be to simply remind yourself to breathe through the orifice that breathing is designed for? your nose, like simply breathing through your nose slows down the air into your body to retain more of the carbon dioxide that your body needs to diffuse that oxygen that you breathe into yourselves. Without the retention of carbon dioxide, that oxygen that you breathe into your body is less able um, to freely release from the hemoglobin and into the tissues um, and cells that need it. So um, when we're breathing through our mouth unknowingly or running and exercising, you know, breathing through our mouth, um, if we can train ourselves to breathe only through our nose, that alone could be a significant game changer. Um, and, I, and sadly, I think most um, doctors aren't trained to teach this, you know. And these are the essentials. It's almost like they, they, they bypass the most essential things that a person should have right, should be getting right to, to have proper function in their body. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like this should be the first question. Well, do you get enough sleep? <laughs> How much sleep do you get? Oh, I don't know, five. Okay, well, you need seven. Do you do you drink enough water? Well, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. What what's what do you mean drink enough water? Like, is <laughs> what does your pee look like? <laughs> you know, is it clear or not or whatever? You know, right? I mean, they could just answer these simple questions. You know, how's your breathing? <laughs> Wait, what? I just breathe. I don't know what you mean. Uh, are you stressed out all the time? Are you anxious often? Um, if you are, it's affecting your breathing and you probably need to do things that make you relax. You know, like simple shit like this. It's like, they're not trained to deal with like the most essential, simple things. You know, have you been out in the sun today? Like, have you been outside today? Have you been outside in direct sunlight for more than 10 minutes? No, I was home playing video games like most of the day. And now I'm, now I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, I got into my car quick, 
And then I got out of my car, went into the hospital, and now I'm talking to my doctor. Because <laughs> I didn't really get much sun today. You know. All right, we'll get a, get get to set a timer on your watch or or on your phone for five to ten minutes, depending on where you are, of course, in the world, and at what time of the day, and how hot is it? You know, ten minutes or so. I mean, look, if you're in Alaska, you might need thirty. <laughs> You know, because the intensity of the sun is less uh, further away from the equator you go, north or south, essentially. So that's it. I mean, if 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 we just get the simple basics down, I, our body is is in a ripe state for healing. You know, there's so many there's so many more things you can do, like specific foods you can eat. You know, uh, like I said before, laughter, doing things that make you laugh. Um, doing things that make you happy. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's just a slew of things that you can do to uh, to support your immune system. But I think a lot of a lot of us just don't even get the the basics right. You know, sadly, don't even get the basics right. As one of my friends would say, what can you do? <laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm just gonna go through the list of other things that you could do um, from the article that I wrote a while back and I've been updating from time to time. Um, I'm just going to go through the 20 and you guys can uh, try to link to this article. I don't know if I can do it while I'm here. In fact, let me just do this. I will link to it if I can in the comments here. And then I'll try to link to it in the description after posted. So let's see. Just so you can see what I'm reading from and looking at. There we go. Hopefully that'll post. I don't know if it'll be linkable. Maybe not, but Let's see if I can post just the link itself and not all the text. Let's see if that's linkable. That would be kind of cool if it was. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a good day, week, wherever you are. Yeah, apparently that's not really clickable, but it's there in the in the uh, comments chat. But I'm gonna read the list of things we can all do to um, strengthen our immune system and. I'll go into some of the details from some of the, the key ones. 
uh, after I read the list. So number one, uh, immediate stress reduction. That's through the breathing, proper breathing. Number two is relaxation and happiness, essentially doing more of what uh, makes you feel good. Uh, number three, chronic stress-reducing life changes. So anything that is causing chronic daily stress, you have to get rid of that, to remove that from your life as best you can. In some cases, it's, it might be more difficult. Uh, but in most cases, you can get rid of a lot of the stressors. Uh, forgiveness, of course, for for others and ourselves. Um, number five, sufficient sleep, as I mentioned. Number six, exercise. Uh, talked about getting the lymphatic system going so you can get the toxins out of your body. Uh, one of the main reasons for exercise, aside from cardiovascular health, uh, number seven is laughter. Number eight is improving your diet. Uh, number nine is key vitamins and minerals, like vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, magnesium, vitamin E, and calcium. Uh, let's see. And, of course, um, getting your vitamin D from the sun if you can. Uh, number ten is intermittent fasting. Uh, that is where you go. Pretty sure this was like an hour or so. I'd have to go back and read that, but um, no, it wasn't an hour. It was like a it was like a day and a half to two days of fasting. It's based on the, the idea of break breakfast. Um, I have to come back to that. Um, might just read that when I finish this. There's 20 items here that I that I researched a while back after the after the uh, national emergency was declared in the United States. About a couple of weeks after that, I got this together and got it out to people. Um, currently has over 14,000 views. Uh, it's been shared over a thousand times. And it definitely is resonating well with people right now. So number 11 is uh, be in nature. Number 12 is stop or reduce intake of news. Um, as in stop the drip of fear essentially. Uh, number 13 is be social. You know, maybe talk on your phone uh, instead of spending hours on uh, Facebook or you know games or something like that. Call some friends. I don't know. Uh, number 14, gratitude, um, especially after waking up. Immediately after waking up, even before you open your eyes, be thinking of things that you're grateful for. Number 15 is relaxing music, playing some feel-good music. Never, uh, never hurts, only helps. Um, especially dancing to it, I'll get your lymphatic system going. Um, get your heart rate up, get some exercise in. 
let's see, 16, number 16 is happy mirror neurons. Um, I want to go into detail about that. There's some time here, otherwise you guys can check it out. Uh, number 17 is cultivating self-love. Super important because when you love yourself, you make better choices for yourself. That um, it fosters life versus, you know, dying, slowly dying inside. So you want, you want to love yourself to make those good choices like getting out in the sun, getting enough sleep, those basics, you know. It's all kind of related. Uh, number 18, uh, mindfulness meditation. Uh, number 19 is watching relaxing videos of nature. I found this as being really a, a good, in fact, this is one of the ways that I um, was tipped off to the idea of stress affecting or the lack of stress relaxation affecting your respiratory rate. Um, I was just noticing it when I was watching these nature films, um, especially aerial films of nature. Um, it just, your breathing just gets real deep, slow, full, and you just feel so relaxed and good. Um, especially if you're, if you come into that, like if you're stressed, you can immediately like relax and de-stress by watching some of those videos. And I linked to a playlist I created called Nature. Uh, no, uh, that's uh, may not be my list. I think that's another list playlist by Nature Nature Relaxation Films. Um, I have my own though. Just don't know if I linked to it there. Uh, let's see, 19. I thought. There was a 20. If there isn't a 20, I don't know how it happened. Um, maybe it got removed. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. But uh, uh, So anyway, there are definitely things we can do to, to strengthen our immune system. No doubt about that. Um, essentially, when it comes to COVID-19, we don't have to go down. We do not have to go down with the virus. We don't have to let the virus take us down. A lot of people are afraid of the virus. They've been told all these crazy things about you know, cases, case numbers going up. And uh, <clears throat> all these weird things that it does to your body. Well, I'm just going to tell you from an immunological standpoint and a, like a, a terrain theory standpoint, is, is that the virus itself doesn't kill a person. Like it's not like it's not like cancer, you know. I mean, I'm using that, that word. It's kind of the same thing, but in, inevitably, if you once you follow what I what I know or what I follow, but it's not like you know, virus equals death. You know, as cancer in the past would be cancer equals death. It's nothing like that. It's 
infection from virus passing through the response of your immune system and on the other side of that is you're either alive and thriving or you die and the goal of the immune system is to keep you alive so in most cases as we're seeing in most cases people live through this and they haven't and this is assuming most people don't like actively do things like what I've been talking about to improve their immune system so even without mindfully doing these things the majority of the people in the world survive um, from this virus it's there's a very very small percentage I think it was something around the likes of as far as the as the percentage of the people who were infected who died who have legitimately died as the primary like COVID-19 as the primary cause was around 0.26 percent 0.26 percent of the people who were infected actually died with COVID-19 being the sole cause of death um, it's pretty crazy and uh, it's a very low number as, as it turns out the the infection uh, fatality rate for influenza is between 0.10 and 0.20 and COVID is 0.26 so very close to uh, as it turns out very very close to the death rate of um, the traditional influenza so that being said that's without doing anything intentionally to to strengthen your immune system these people probably weren't thinking like the other 99.74% uh, I saying that right anyway 99.74% of the people who who recovered they probably they may or may not have been actually intentionally like doing things to strengthen their immune system they may or may not I mean you don't know I mean all those people maybe one of the reasons they did get through this with mild to no symptoms let's say uh, would be because they were aware of this stuff and they did do the majority of the core things right you know they sleep well they drink enough water they get enough sun they don't stress and um, yeah I'm probably missing one in there but anyway the point is they do the, the core four or five things um, and that's it and they're fine you know and they escape this virus with, with mild symptoms and that's the goal you don't want to die and you want to suffer as little as possible if you were to get uh, infected with this virus so that's the the immune system 101 um, I hope you guys enjoy that and get a lot from that um, if I I'll probably post this as a, an actual podcast post and I will remember to link the article that I read from um, in the actual uh, podcast once I go once I publish it uh, let's see maybe I can read, read a couple more things from the article something some cool stuff let's see 
I mean, it's it's really good. It's very it was very very well uh, researched and thought out. So here I want to read the thing about intermittent fasting. I was number ten. I could not write an article about the immune system without mentioning intermittent fasting and its ability, as with the Wim Hof method in number one, to reset our immune system and regenerate more and new immune cells, especially after we break a fast by switching back from using the fat stores in our body to for energy to food. It, it also... It is also a great tool to shrink tumors and heal from cancer, especially after chemo slash radiation therapy, which should tell us something. In this video, Dr. Berg explains more in depth on the beneficial effect of fasting on our immune system. Um, I don't know how long that video is. I might be able to play that. Let me just see. Today we're going to talk about how to fight cancer with intermittent fasting. Cancer is very, very scary, and it's always better to try to prevent it than to wait till you get it and then try to backtrack. Cancer in certain countries is the number two cause of death. Okay, so the statistics aren't too good. So the odds are not in your favor. The chances of getting cancer are pretty high. I found this very interesting article. I put a link down below. The contribution of chemotherapy, so when you do chemotherapy, your five-year survival in adults is only 2.1%. That's, like, insignificant. Well, radiation has a carcinogenic effect. It can trigger more cancer and create mutations. Now, let's look at a normal cell and a cancer cell and the differences. So in a normal cell, you have something called apoptosis. Apoptosis is where the cell commits suicide. Okay, so it has certain uh, programs. If the cell is damaged, it kills itself. And that protects you because anytime you have an alteration in genes, it can create a bad effect. So apoptosis is a really good thing to keep the body in check and preventing alterations in genetics from uh, things that are carcinogenic. Okay. Now, with a cancer cell, um, you lose this apoptosis effect. Cancer cells just don't die. They keep living and they take over. In other words, if there's certain mutation or alteration in the cell, your body is not able to clean that up and get rid of that. Um, so the cells just take over and they start multiplying rapidly. What happens with cancer cells is you first get a damage within the mitochondria, okay, through some type of trigger, some type of uh, carcinogen, whether it's smoking, radiation, viruses, chemicals, poisons, and the list goes on and on. And then as a way of adapting to this damage, your mitochondria alters its metabolism it starts to shift to something called fermentation, okay? It's a different ancient metabolic pathway. And that's a key difference between a normal cell and a cancer cell. It basically ferments glucose, okay? So cancer lives on glucose, and it can live on glutamine, which is an amino acid, which I'll get to in a second. If you do a PET scan to, to look for cancer, what you're looking at is you're looking for areas of your body that are uh, eating a lot of sugar. So cancer cells basically are sugar addicts. Now, it would make sense to uh, say, well, I'm just going to go on a ketogenic plan. That should be enough, right? I'll just cut down my carbs. I'll be fine. But what about this other food for cancer cells, glutamine? The problem with glutamine, <laughs> it's in almost all foods. So it's really, really hard to avoid, okay? So 
Yes, ketogenic diet can help you with cancer, but what about this? Well, this is why I recommend doing fasting or intermittent fasting. Some very interesting things happen when you fast. You have this genetic shift, okay, in certain genes that starts causing this protection effect and repair effect. So let me cover the things that can happen when you fast. You get a decrease in oxidative damage. In other words, there's less um, free radical damage occurring when you fast. Your body can protect against that. It can resist that type of stress. You also get more protection with the DNA, and you have less DNA damage. And then there are also enzymes that help you detoxify the carcinogens itself. There have been numerous studies to show that fasting helps shrink tumors, okay, and also improve something called angiogenesis, which is basically uh, creating new blood vessels for the tumor itself. Fasting decreases inflammation, and what's unique about this is that cancer cells seem to follow and spread in areas of inflammation, like old injuries and trauma. So let's say, for example, you go on chemotherapy, okay, and you do fasting at the same time. Fasting can help protect the healthy cells against the chemotherapy. So you have less nauseousness, less hair loss, less digestive problems like diarrhea, vomiting, etc. And the really cool thing is you are actually starving the cancer cell of both glutamine to a certain, certain degree when you're not eating and glucose at the same time, okay? Because it's only the normal cells that can live on ketones, not the cancer cells. So why wouldn't someone with cancer or that wants to prevent cancer not do fasting and the ketogenic diet. It's, I have no idea. And one last thing. I interviewed Dr. Seafried, which you've got to check out this interview. This guy is an excellent researcher that's been researching cancer for decades. And one thing he mentions is that if you even do a yearly fast of seven days, you can greatly reduce your risk of cancer. I recommend doing periodic prolonged fasting and regular intermittent fasting. Okay, And I'll put some links down below for that. So whether you want to prevent cancer or you have cancer and you want to do something about it, uh, definitely start doing this immediately. Thanks for watching. Hey, guys, real quick, I have a new healthy keto eating plan. Yeah, he's all about the keto diet. Uh, yeah, so intermittent fasting, uh, I think, is what uh, most typically recommend where you go um I think it's like three meals, two or three meals without eating. Um, I, I, I personally need to look into it more. I haven't done it yet, but uh, I stick to the core things for the most part. And uh, I would do, I would do, I would say probably, depending, <laughs> I regularly do, I would say maybe 10 to 15 of the things on the list. And, um, yeah, I mean, the key is just doing as much as you can. I mean, I, in the end, it comes down to, like, my, my mom has a friend uh, who has uh, – her, her parents both have COVID-19 in um, in Mexico. And uh, and she's like, oh, isn't it too late for them to do anything to, to, to boost their immune system, to strengthen their immune system? I'm like, no. It, anything you can do – matters because it's your immune system is the only thing that's going to bring you back even if you do get hospitalization if your immune system 
is weak and suppressed and, and the hospital isn't doing enough to, to boost it up and you're not eating it or doing anything to boost it up because you're, you're not getting in the, in the sun as much anymore. Maybe you're getting enough sleep because you're in the hospital. But in the end, when, when all is said and done, the thing that's going to bring you back to life, the only thing there is that exists in the world that can bring you back to life from sickness and dis-ease is your immune system. So to do anything you can um, at any stage of, of sickness or disease, at any stage, to start and do as many things as you possibly can to start strengthening your immune system is basically giving your immune system the shields and the sword again to, 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 get, to get back up and start the fight again. Because what happened was is that you, they ran out of supplies. Think of it as like your your frontline soldiers. You know, one of the main things that that allows a a um, a military force on the ground to win is the supply chain, the the supply vehicles that keep them fed and nourished and have enough water and. You know, they have enough guns and, and, and uh, shells or bullets and, and mortars or whatever it is they need to do to, they need to win. And, you know, over the enemy who maybe isn't as well supplied. You just need to make sure that your immune system has the supply chain in place. Like, um, what do they call it? I, I forget what it's called in the military, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's a supply convoy. It's like the, the ones that follow up the back, uh, going into battle that are there to, you know, resupply everybody with food and water and, and everything, you know, to keep them fighting. It's, it's like when you, when you don't do things to, to strengthen your immune system, you're essentially cutting off the, the, the fighters. Uh, you're cutting off all of the supplies for the fighters so that, like, yeah, they might be able to go a day or two, but after that, they're going to be like, Ugh. they just fall to the ground. They drop all their, they drop their sword. They drop their, <laughs> their shield. They're like, I can't do this. I can't fight. You know, so the goal is to just give them the nourishment that they need, give them the resources they need to, to get back up and fight again. You know, and there's nothing else that's going to do it. You're not, you're not fighting like physically with your arms and legs fighting the virus inside you. The only way you can fight the virus inside you is know these things, these simple things that you can do to give the immune system inside you the, 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 the resources it needs to win that battle. You don't do it yourself. Anyone who says, oh, I'm fighting a virus, I'm fighting, I'm, I'm, I'm not going down without a fight, like whether it be a virus or cancer or whatever, they're it's almost like they're eluding themselves because they're saying, I'm not going down with the fight, but they're it's like, it's one thing to say that, but another thing to know, I am doing the things that my, my immune system needs to keep me well. I'm doing more of that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm getting out in the sun more often during the day. I'm going for a walk to get my lymphatic system moving. I'm drinking enough water. Um, when I know I didn't before I'm, I, my, you know, I'm really well hydrated and all these things, these basic things, um, you know, I'm getting enough sleep, whatever. It's just, I'm doing it. I'm fighting. I'm, I'm fighting the virus. Like, that's one thing to say it. Another, another thing to actually know it 
and and be doing it and be able to 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 back those words and say, yeah, I'm fighting this virus. I'm not giving going down without a fight. You know that word has been used pretty often. You know, so yeah, I really think that uh, the key things that we can do right now is to understand the immune system, do things to strengthen it, and so that we can um, so that we can win against it. Uh, I would would have otherwise said if and when it comes, but in reality. You can't hide under a rock forever when it comes to a virus. Uh, if it's if it's got an R value called R naught, if it's got an R value of, of more than one, which the flu has, it's like 1.2 or 3. As long as it's more than one, it will always exist in the human population and that you will eventually get the flu. You know, And so that's why no one's worried about the flus because they know they're eventually going to get it You know, and they don't they don't worry about it. I know their immune system will probably fight it off. It might be hell, but they'll eventually recover. I mean, sometimes it just takes time. Maybe for some people it takes longer, but rarely do, do people die from the flu. I mean, it does happen. Um, but yeah, so it's all about uh, giving your immune system the tools it needs and doing the basics so it doesn't get complicated. This doesn't have to be complicated. You do the things for it so we can get to the complicated task of annihilating and getting rid of all the, the bad um, malicious pathogens uh, roaming about in the body. Anyway, that's all for now. That is the lesson of the day. Um, thanks for joining the Wellness Campfire um, at the School of Wellness <laughs> podcast. I uh, love you all. Um, have a great couple of days. Hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. And uh, bye for now.